Coming up on Locked on Dodgers, the Dodgers dropped the weekend series to the Yankees. A hot start was followed by a pretty cold rest of the series. Uh, Plenty to talk about from the series. Trace Thompson injury news, which uh, opens up a spot for a Dodgers top prospect or exciting prospect anyway. And Bobby Miller pitched great again. We'll talk about him and the rest of the starting rotation and what it might look like in the near future. That's what's on tap. So let's get Locked on Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now. Then you can be an everydayer just like us. And if this is your first time with us, I am Jeff Snyder. That guy next to me is Vince Samperio. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans just like you are. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Visit betterhelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. And Vince, yeah, it was a, a, a series that started off really, really well. The Dodgers scored six runs in the first inning of the series. Then they scored six runs the rest of the series in the last, what, what would that be, 20 why can't I do math? 26 innings, scored six more runs. So I uh, started with a bang. I appreciated them getting a nice, easy win for me on my birthday. Uh, Could have gone for one more in the series, but uh, overall, yeah, just not quite what we were hoping for. But I, I don't know about you, Vince. I'm not feeling as pessimistic or as upset about this series as I thought I might if you had told me how it would go going into the weekend. Yeah, I mean, obviously it sucks to lose a series. sucks to lose a series to the, the Yankees. But in terms of like, you know, meaning anything more than a series loss, I don't think so. I know, I guess you could maybe put this one on top of the series loss to the Rays and say, oh, you know, the Dodgers aren't good against AL East teams at the very least, which wouldn't really matter to the World Series anyways. Um, You know, and if you're putting stock into that, then you put stock into the fact that they beat the Braves in that series and the Braves are supposed to be one of the best teams and not just in the NL, but in all of baseball. So, yeah, obviously it was a fun first inning, a fun start. Uh, Didn't really go their way the rest of the time. But, you know, when you look at it and you head into a series and you say, okay, you got Kershaw, Michael Grove and Bobby Miller starting against the Yankees. You know, you're not necessarily, you don't know what to expect. You know, even Kershaw, who's coming off a a string of three starts where he wasn't that great, uh, you know, he set the tone on Friday. Michael Grove, who we'll talk about a little bit later, looked good stuff-wise, just made a couple of mistakes. And then Bobby Miller has continued to to show that he might be that guy for the Dodgers. So, you know, there's positives in the starting pitching, even, you know, with the fact that Grove gave up some runs on Saturday. You know, the bullpen is the bullpen at this point. You know, sometimes they're not they're gonna be off a little bit, and that's kind of what happened Sunday. They they weren't quite on. Bruce Dar made a mistake, you know, trying to field the ball and things like that happen. I guess what could be concerning is the offense. You know, they got shut down by Cole, they got shut down by Herman. But you know, sometimes good pitching beats hitting, and it just happens that way. Yeah, and the offense has been so good recently. 
you know, every offense has a couple bad games and sometimes it's a couple in a row and there's no reason to think the Dodgers have beat plenty of good pitching this year too. I, I watched, uh, you know, didn't the Dodgers beat Marcus Stroman? Didn't they knock him around a little bit? Uh, they beat him. I don't remember if we knocked him around, but yeah, we beat him. Uh, I mean, not a huge knock around, but yeah. I, I watched him dominate again uh, on Sunday. You know, like they've beat some good pitchers this year. And, and you know, but yeah, sometimes you lose to the good pitchers. One of the things that kind of gave me hope, the game on Saturday, for example, the, the Dodgers lost six to three. Four of those runs for the Yankees came on a pair of two run homers by Jake Bowers off of Michael Grove. Jake Bowers and Michael Grove are both basically ancillary characters in the overall grand scheme of things for these two teams. Uh, if the Dodgers face the Yankees in the World Series, it's highly doubtful that Michael Grove or Jake Bowers will even make an appearance in the series, you know? Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, th those losses happened. The the games count, but it's, it's not like Aaron Judge and Anthony Rizzo and, you know, yeah, Josh Donaldson hit some home runs, but that was the game that the Dodgers won. You know, uh, the the games the Dodgers lost, you know, there was that two Jake Bowers homers. On Sunday, it was two two balls that just weren't hit hard enough. That's how the Yankees scored their first two runs. Obviously, the home run off Caleb Ferguson in the ninth uh, didn't help any. Uh, but, you know, Caleb Ferguson's probably not pitching the ninth if the Dodgers were up one to nothing instead of down two to one. But, yeah, the first two Yankees runs came on infield ground outs that weren't hurt hit hard enough for the infielders to throw guys out at the plate. And, you know, it happens. And like you said, if Bruce Dargrado makes a better decision on that bunt, just, uh, just eats it. The Yankees don't score that inning. You know, it's, uh, there, there's so many things, little things. It's just baseball really. And, and that's kind of, this is why even, I, I think this series is a great example of the, the old saying that, uh, I think Tommy Lasorda, at least it was a tribute to him sometimes. Uh, but the, the best teams in baseball or every team is going to win 60 games and lose 60 games. It's the other 42 games that kind of determine how good your season is. And the Dodgers proved last year, not every team loses 60 games. Sometimes they only lose 51 games, uh, at least in the regular season. But, uh, you know, th that basic concept of in baseball, every team loses a bunch of games and, you know, uh, 50, 60 games every year. The Dodgers, even if they play really, really well this year, they're going to have 60 losses or so, and that's okay. Sometimes they happen back-to-back. To, -back to you know, The Yankees are a very good team. They won, I think they won more games than any other team in baseball in, in the month of May. And so very good team, and the Dodgers really were within a couple of things being different of winning the series. I Hard to be too upset about that. Obviously, I would have preferred two or three wins this weekend, but as far as a series loss goes, I feel about as okay about it as I can imagine feeling. Yeah, sometimes it just doesn't line up for you, like I said, pitching-wise and everything else. And, you know, like I said, the Yankees, even with winning this series, they're still under 500 against teams over 500, uh, and so are the Dodgers. But, you know, that can change with, the, you know, some teams are hovering around 500. So, you know, that, that's that, at least at this point in the season, doesn't mean too much. Uh, and even then, at the end of the season, it doesn't mean too much anyways, because I'm pretty sure you could look at a lot of teams that have won series in the playoffs the last few years, and a lot of them probably had losing records against teams uh, over 500. Do we need to start rooting for the Padres so that they'll be over yeah. 500, so <laughs> that'll help the Dodgers over five under or over 500 record? So. Yeah, that would help a lot, actually. So, uh, But I don't know if they'll ever get there. They're, there's treading water over there, too. But, yeah, for, you know, for Dodgers, I think the one takeaway I do have from this weekend is that 
the fact that the Dodgers are going to play the Yankees every year is good for baseball. It was fun. You know, the dot, you know, in LA, obviously there's a lot of Yankee fans out here. It was, I didn't get to go to any of the games, but you know, it seemed like a good crowd, uh, you know, and there was some loud cheers when the Yankees performed well. And, you know, that's good. Dodger fans got Dodger fans and or Dodger stadium got Yankee fans to pay for tickets and concessions and everything. So, you know, but I think just in general, like, you know, playing the Yankees every year, it's going to be a fun little quirk to the schedule, um, even if it's one of those things where even if both teams, I mean, for the while, they've been pretty good. But even if they're both not that good, it's still going to be one of those games where you get a little ramped up for it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, I always think back to 1988 when the Dodgers played the Mets 11 times and they lost 10 of those games and then they beat the Mets in the NLCS. You know, uh, what happens in the regular season? We learned that last year again. Doesn't really bear on the on the playoffs. Obviously, hope the Dodgers win as much as possible, but uh, hard to be too upset about this one. We're going to come back in a minute. There was actually some pretty big news from Saturday's game about Trace Thompson and his uh, immediate future on the roster. So thanks for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning, and please keep it Locked on Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you, you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay guaranteed fit only available to us customers, eligible items, only exclusions apply. All right. We are back. We want to thank you again for making lockdown Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. If you're not an everydayer, become an everydayer. How do you do that? You watch or listen every day. Super. It's right there in the name. You can do that. Hashtag everydayer. We love hearing from you guys. We appreciate all you, all the support we get for this show. We love talking Dodgers with you. If you are watching on YouTube, we'd love to hear from you in the YouTube comment section. If you're listening on the podcast or elsewhere, We'd love to hear from you through social media or email or whatever. We'll give you all that contact info at the end like we always do. And we want to remind you, the Dodgers are off today as they travel to Cincinnati. But on game days, if you can't be in front of your TV watching the game, you can always listen to it on SiriusXM or the SXM app. Just search for Dodgers on the SXM app, and you will get the hometown radio broadcast. And uh, check out the Dodgers that way. Great way to watch the Dodgers. And if you want to listen to this podcast on the SXM app, you can do that too just by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Again, right there in the name of the show. Uh, so big news on Saturday, Vince. Trace Thompson, pinch hit. The 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 Yankees brought in Wandy Peralta. He faced three pinch hitters, and all three of them got on base. Uh, one of those was Trace Thompson, who drew a walk. And uh, unfortunately for him, during that uh, at-bat, uh, plate appearance, I guess, if you want to get uh, pedantic about it. It wasn't in a bat because he walked, uh, but he did have a check swing, and on that check swing, he hurt his oblique. And Dave Roberts said immediately after the game that it was definitely going to be an IL stint. On Sunday before the game, he said it's at least a month that he's going to be out. Obliques are notoriously hard. You know, Everything you do in baseball, whether you're a pitcher or a hitter, involves – rotation of your oblique it's a really hard injury and it's something i think teams over the years have gotten more and more careful about making sure guys come back from as slowly as possible because you can feel great and then you go out there and you swing you're like oh i wasn't great and you and you start all over 
I would guess that with Trace Thompson and what he's been contributing or not contributing, as the case may be, maybe they just immediately wanted to go to the, uh, yeah, let's take at least a month off. And, uh, you know, even if it was super minor, it's not that they're looking for an excuse to get Trace off the active roster, but I would guess if if everybody took some truth serum uh, that we would hear that not too many people in Dodgers management were super heartbroken about this from a baseball standpoint. Yeah. And you know, the fact that it's his oblique, like it wasn't like a re like a, you know, broken leg, you know, something like that to where oblique's going to heal. It's just going to take a while. So, you know, Trace Thompson will, will be fine. But yeah, I mean, if there was a way to say, Hey, let's get a month of runway of what Johnny DeLuca looks like. And, you know, not have to get rid of Trace right off the bat. This would be the way it would go, and that's kind of how it is. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned it, but yeah, Johnny DeLuca got called up for Trace Thompson, so we're finally going to get a look at him. He, he, Dave Roberts said he'll play some center, he'll play some left, he'll start against left-handers, uh, which would mean he would be probably going to start on Wednesday. The Dodgers are supposed to face a left-hander on Wednesday, and yeah, if you just need a reminder, Johnny DeLuca started the year in Double A, went up to Triple A, hit very well in both spots, had a nine seventy. OPS in 32 games in double A, had a 923 OPS in 17 games in triple A, 14 combined homers, not too many strikeouts, uh, you know, at least from what we're used to, 11 doubles, a triple. So, uh, and even had 12 stolen bases. So, you know, a guy that was added to the 40 man over the offseason, we talked about him a couple of times, just, you know, a couple of times in passing and a couple of times as, you know, we might see this guy. And then over the last two, three weeks or so, uh, we've been actively campaigning essentially to, you know, get him up and see what he can do. And now we have that chance. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be good. Um, you know, at the very least, something that we've talked about is he can come up and pitchers won't know him very well. And he can take advantage of that for, you know, a month or so until pitchers start figuring him out. And uh, you know, it's similar to James Outman. So it, it, I'm excited to see what he can do. He's a guy that wasn't, you know, highly regarded prospect when he first got, uh, drafted, but he's worked his way up, and you know, not it's one of those things where you know we've seen a couple guys come up already where by necessity, you know, Gavin Stone didn't quite work out, but maybe he knows what he needs now. Bobby Miller has worked out so far, you know, out meant to start the year, looked really good, uh, has struggled lately, but you know, well, we would assume he'll find the middle ground somewhere. You know, Miguel Vargas has had one of interesting year, but again, he's still. Looks good defensively and offensively. He's still trying to figure things some out, things out too. So, you know, if there's one thing you, you want to know, and especially with a guy like Johnny DeLuca, uh, is can he play? And if he can, then that changes the Dodgers' desperation. I, I don't know if that's the right word for somebody at the deadline, but you know, it kind of puts things in perspective. Okay, like, do we need this, or is it you know a little bit of a luxury? Yeah, DeLuca. I, I think you even undersold a little bit his contact hitting for a power hitter. He, his strikeout rate this year in the minors is 17.1%. His overall strikeout rate in his minor league career is 16.5%. Uh, both of those numbers are basically right between Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts for the Dodgers this year, who are two of the less strikey-outy guys on the Dodgers. Uh, yeah, like, I, I went through this the other day, but you have Will Smith, Miguel Rojas, and then Freddie Freeman, David Peralta, Mookie Betts, uh, and then Jason Hayward. Those are the the guys uh, under 20%. 17.1% is very, very good. Obviously, it's going to be higher in the big leagues because he'll be facing better pitchers, but hitting the ball is part of Johnny DeLuca's game. He's not a huge strikeout guy. James Outman in the minor leagues. We, we talked about this 
when we were kind of preaching in the off season to not get, you know, don't get your hopes too high on James Outman was he's always struck out a lot in the minor leagues. He's going to strike out a lot in the big leagues. The question is what he does when he hits the ball. Johnny Luca doesn't strike out a lot. And so it's a different kind of player. He also has 58 stolen bases and only five caught stealings in the minors. So he's got some speed. Uh, he, he's got, he, he can play center field. I, there, there's some potential there for Johnny DeLuca to really fill a role on this team. The, the role that Trace was supposed to fill and just hasn't. Uh, it's obviously you can almost guarantee DeLuca is going to be better than Trace has been overall. Um, definitely better than he was during that 0 for 39 or 0 for 41 stretch or whatever it was. Uh, it would be hard to be worse than Trace has been for most of this season. And and so, and I, again, I want to make it clear, we're not celebrating Trace's injury. Uh, this is, we're talking about the baseball ramifications. We want nothing but the best for Trey personally. But from a baseball standpoint, uh, I, I think Johnny DeLuca is absolutely an upgrade. And they, they figured out a way to do it with, you know, Trace is still part of the organization. That's great. Still, you know, all that stuff. He was going to get paid either way. He's on a guaranteed contract, but you know, uh, it's definitely not heartbreak heartbreaking from a baseball standpoint. And like you said, because it's not a super serious injury, it's not even super heartbreaking from a personal standpoint, even though, you know, it, it does kind of eliminate the odds of trace ever really getting it going this year, taking a month off probably isn't going to help him much. Uh, so, but you know, uh, stranger things has happened and maybe, maybe it does. Maybe trace comes back and he's totally fixed. And this ends up being a win-win that some, some time off gets him going to, but uh, either way, I think the Dodgers are a better team now than they were Saturday morning slightly. And uh, you know, we'll take upgrades wherever they are. Yeah. <laughs> I think the funniest part with DeLuca is that I don't, he doesn't like when you see him, you're like, Oh, you don't think baseball player right away. So I've searched his – I'm just realizing I've been looking at his stats, and I think I just glossed over what he actually looks like. Then when I when I had to look him up again after they got him, just to kind of, you know, whatever, and I saw him, like, oh, that's not a, that's not at all what I thought Johnny DeLuca would look like. So uh, that's yeah. the, the main takeaway I have. Yeah, he cut his hair this year. It, like, he had kind of a mullet going last year, but uh, it seems to be more clean cut this year. So, you know, we'll see. And uh, who is it Wednesday? Is Graham Ashcraft pitching? Is he a lefty? Is that who the lefty is? I know I Graham I Ashcraft is. He might be a lefty, but that's not who's pitching Wednesday. I think okay. it's Richardson or something like that. Or... Uh, oh, Ashcraft bats left, throws right. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, Ashcraft is good. Yeah, that, that should be a fun series, a good way to ease in against the Reds, you know, better than some of these guys, you know, Gavin Stone having to make his debut against a bunch of good hitting teams. So, you know, maybe that's good news for, for DeLuca. I'm excited to see what he can do. So, yeah. There's other upgrades coming to the Dodgers soon, too, as Julio Urias is going to be back from the injured list sometime in the next week or so. We're going to talk about the ramifications that might have, especially in the context of Bobby Miller pitching well again, uh, Michael Grove pitching okay, and Noah Syndergaard still existing. So we'll be back with all that. So thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen, and please keep it Locked On Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Uh, it's, it's hard to... It's easy to get caught up in what everybody else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. If you're a parent like I am, it's, you know, my, my life is consumed by my children. I, last night, Saturday night, I sat in a thunderstorm and watched my son play baseball. I know it was wet for him too, but I'm an old man. I had to sit in the thunderstorm, you know, and and I didn't even think twice about it because my kid was playing baseball. So I was there. 
And that's kind of what life is like as a parent is everything I do is about my kids and my wife. And I love it and I wouldn't trade it. But sometimes when we spend all our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. And therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash MLB. All right, we are back. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. We want to thank all of you everydayers who are with us every day. Uh, if you're not an everydayer, easy to become one. Just watch or listen every day. And you know what? We're not checking your, your browser history or your podcast app history. We don't know if you listen every day. It, it better help or uh, better help. Wow. I'm still reading ads. Apparently. Being an everydayer, it's more of a mindset. It's like a state of being, you know, you don't have to listen every day. Obviously we prefer if you do, we prefer if you listen every day and then turn it on on YouTube when you get to work and watch it too. And then listen on a different app on your way home. I mean, we're all about the numbers, right? So, uh, but whatever you are, try to be an everydayer. It's a lot of fun. And Dodgers don't play today, but when they do, if you want to check out the hometown radio broadcast, you can't be in front of your TV or whatever, just check out SiriusXM or the SXM app. All you got to do is launch the app, uh, the SXM app, and search for Dodgers, or you can listen on the radio in your car on your SiriusXM. Uh, Tuesday's game against the Reds will be on channel 183. Uh, Wednesday's also will be on 183, and then Thursday's day game series finale will be on channel 175. So lots of ways to listen to the Dodgers hometown radio broadcast on Sirius XM and Dodgers have pitching and some of it's good and some of it's not. We did find out over the weekend that Noah Syndergaard will be making his start against the Reds that had been up in the air. Dave Roberts had been unwilling to commit to that after Syndergaard's last start, but uh, he did commit to that. Syndergaard will get at least one more start with the Dodgers uh, maybe he'll get an oblique injury too. Not sure how they're going to get him off the roster, but chances are Julio is coming back after, you know, in, in the next week or so. And by the time Syndergaard's second start from now would come around, Julio will be back. Uh, I hopefully, assuming there's no setbacks. We watched Bobby Miller pitch his third straight gem. This time was the best of all of them. Six innings, one hit, no runs against the Yankees. Like who? Like I said. One more games than any other team in baseball in the month of May. Very good team. Yeah, Aaron Judge wasn't in the lineup, uh, uh, but the Yankees aren't just Aaron Judge and a bunch of scrubs. They are a well-built team that's built to win, and Bobby Miller shut them down. Aaron Moon said afterwards that he was as advertised. Uh, he was very impressed with this stuff. And even Michael Grove, other than two bad pitches to Jake Bowers, he pitched really well. I, I, I don't think there's any way, once Julio's healthy, I don't think there's any possible way to actually say with a straight face that Noah Syndergaard deserves to be in a five-man rotation on the Dodgers, right? That's correct. I mean, he wouldn't. Um, does that mean he's not going to be on the team? I don't think so. If all goes well, I think it is a phantom IL stint, as we call it, coming for Noah Syndergaard. I mean, he keeps saying that, you know, his he's just, you know, he, he's gotten a hypnotist. He's trying to figure out his mechanics, and, you know, he feels that it's still in there. And that might just be, 
the competitive nature of someone like him, like thinking like, you know, it's still in there. Like, you know, like me, I could say, Oh yeah, I could, you know, I could go on the football field right now and, you know, go play three downs. Like, no, I can't, but uh, I could think that. So, you know, it's possible with that, but maybe Phantom IL, you know, whatever they want to call it. And then he goes and figures himself out. And just for the simple fact, like you don't want to let him go. And then unfortunately somebody else gets hurt and then you're kind of stuck in a weird spot. So, that's right. Things coming, but yeah, I mean, Bobby Miller at this point. I mean, we talked about it last week. It, not knowing what his innings limit is or whatever it is, is in the rotation at this point. Michael Grove, with the stuff that he showed on Saturday, you know, despite giving up the couple home runs to Bowers, Michael Grove came out firing. He he was throw, his fastball touched ninety eight at one point. He was uh, averaging two miles an hour faster than before. His curveball was up a mile and a mile and a half hours mile and a half miles per hour or 1.5 miles per hour the slider was up he got a bunch of swings and misses uh i think the funny thing is that miller and uh wow i'm losing I'm losing myself here miller and grove both got a lot of swings and misses on sliders so if you're gonna pitch against the yankees maybe uh, get a slider and, and make sure to throw it but yeah Syndergaard doesn't fit right now especially if julio comes back but like I said, I don't think it's a means he's going to be off the team. I think it just means they might give him some time to work on himself. Yeah, and you mentioned sliders. Bobby Miller's slider on Sunday was actually a new-ish slider. It's different than what he's thrown in the minor leagues. Uh, Fabian Ardaya noted it during the game uh, in about the, I think, the fourth inning. Uh, he said Miller seems to be throwing a tighter, harder slider today too. Velocity up on the pitch, a few 94s, horizontal movement and drop are down a bit. And then after the game, Fabian said this was indeed the case. Bobby Miller said after the game, he's been working with Connor McGinnis to tweak the grip with the emph emphasis on something harder and tighter to play off his fastball. And then a quote from Dave Roberts, this slider, it's a real pitch, Dave Roberts said. Uh, you know, it as Dodger fans, as Clayton Kershaw fans, it's hard not to think of Clayton Kershaw when we think about a guy who already had great stuff and then added a slider, you know. And this isn't a, a adding a slider. This is tweaking a slider, but – you know, Bobby Miller already had more pitches than Clayton Kershaw does. And if one of them is now in more effective slider to play off the 100 mile an hour fastball, it's, uh, yeah, I, I love that he is working on improving even as he's pitching in the big leagues, you know, and recognizing that even though the first three starts have gone well, you know, the, the scouting report will get out on him, all this stuff. It's going to get harder and harder to pitch in the big leagues. And so he does have to keep improving. And uh, that slider did look really, really good. And like you said, Michael Grove's slider looked good. Uh, both of them, good fastball, good off speed. I, it's, I mean, they're legit. And, and obviously, Bobby Miller's a top prospect. Michael Grove never was, and yet he has kind of, over the last year, kind of stepped up and, and, and improved his stuff and become a guy who you can actually picture him actually being a contributing part of the team, which I never would have guessed even six months ago. It never would have crossed my mind that we would be even thinking about Michael Grove being super important. And I know early in this episode, I said that Michael Grove probably wouldn't even pitch in the World Series if it was Dodger Jenkins World Series. And yeah, Michael Grove isn't one of the top four starters on the Dodgers right now, uh, if everybody's healthy. But, you know, I mean, he could be, he could play himself into at least a long relief role on the postseason roster and, and pitch some very important innings out of the starting rotation during the regular season. Yeah. And if he has the stuff we saw on Saturday, you know, he could factor at some point into the rotation as a whole, even when everyone's healthy. The one note on Miller real quick, 
uh, I think, you know, Sarist either talked about it or tweeted about it. I saw another tweet, not from him, but they had tipped him. It says Bobby Miller is one of seven starting pitchers with four pitches with stuff plus over 100. Stuff plus is, uh, you know, one of those analytics, but his curve, his fastball, his changeup, and the slider are all above average stuff, with the slider being the most above average of all of them. So that's four pitches that are above average in terms of the highlight, like the, the nature of the pitch. Yeah. And I remember when I talked to Keith Law this offseason, he said, or, or no, it was maybe it was one, one of those prospect groups said that Bobby Miller's 100 mile an hour fastball may be his fourth, fourth best pitch. And that might have been hyperbole, but we've seen he he's a good he, he pitch as well. So I think that, that's going to do it for us for today, right, Vince? That's it. Another day off yep. for tonight. Day off on Monday. So we'll do a mailbag episode tomorrow. Get your questions in. Thank you again for being an everydayer. If you are, if you're not, become one. It's really easy. Just watch or listen every day. If you want to check out the Dodgers games, the home uh, local hometown radio broadcast, when you can't be in front of your TV, you can do that on SiriusXM or the SXM app. Just launch the app and search for Dodgers. You can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked on Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at VinceSense91. I am on Twitter at Snydog, and the DMs are open in all of those places. Our email address for voicemails or text messages, no, our email address is LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. Our phone number for voicemails or text messages is 323-863-LOCK-5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.